everyone, and welcome to a brand new podcast called Literally Literate. I am your host, Hadia, and in this show, I'll be talking about interesting things and topics in literature. So, whether it be movies or books, anything related to literature, I'll be talking about in this podcast. So, for my first episode, uh, I want to start off on an interesting note. So, today we're going to be talking about stories we read as children or when we were young, but we actually didn't know why they were made or what like backstories they had like how they de- they were developed or just the original story itself because they're very interesting the ones that i found online and some of them are really just ugh. so jumping straight into this um the first topic that i found after doing some research i came across some very interesting articles about some books um, and stories that I'm guessing most of you listeners know or maybe at least familiar with. Just, I don't know, maybe heard. Um, And since they're quite renowned, um, many people might not know the actual backstory, but just know the story itself. So the first um, topic or book I'm going to be talking about is by Evie White, and it's called Charlotte's Web. Um, Charlotte's Web is basically a book, a children's book, about um, this pig who lives on a farm and is going to be slaughtered or finds out that it's going to be slaughtered and then this spider who becomes its friend helps him uh, from not being slaughtered and makes him into this, I don't know, like, renowned prize that the farmer uh like likes i guess you could say or doesn't want to slaughter him anymore basically just putting it in simple words and um throughout the story the spider is a main part of the book since he helps this like the spider helps the pig obviously and um some people don't actually know that the author was obsessed with spiders which, uh, yeah, all the arachnophobics are screaming right now because um, apparently the author also ate spiders and was obsessed with them. So he kept, he saw this spider in his house and he kept like an eye on him or the spider, so to speak. And when the spider died, um, he had, or it had actually laid its eggs. And he kept the eggs, and when the eggs hatched, he let them roam around in this house, which is just in itself very creepy. And I think he also, well, it's a rumor, I'm not sure, he also ate spiders. Just eating spiders? I don't really know why anyone would want to do that. But yeah, and I'm guessing just writing a book about a spider was some sort of like peace to him maybe or just I don't know try to coping with his obsession or something but yeah that's kind of very interesting I don't know I'm just very cringed well other than me internally cringing about spiders uh, I'm going to be joined by my friend who is a guest on this show Christina and just asking about her opinion on this topic.
So, Christina, what do you think about E.B. White and just, like, his obsession over whatever spiders? Because I find it very, <laughs> I find it very just, yeah, arachnophobic, you could say. I'm, I'm not arachnophobic, but I just, just don't like spiders in general. So, what would you say about this? Well, um, in his book, he talks about, like, he over-exaggerates the usefulness of spiders, right? So, um, the fact that he ac- it actually kind of translated into real life is kind of, like, it's, it, it, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's, like, kind of disturbing because of the fact that he just, like, he became so obsessed that he just kept spiders all around his house, and, like, isn't that unsanitary? Like, that's, I don't, yeah, I yeah, think that's I unsanitary, honestly, like. Why would anyone? Why would you want to keep spiders in your house? Yeah, like honestly, I see a spider on the wall, and I'm just like, oh no, please go away. Yeah, I like see it. I don't like sweep it out I the just door. Don't want it to be there. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thank you for your opinion. I'm gonna be asking you again. So just yeah, sit tight. So moving on to the next topic, um, the author in this topic is Raoul Dahl, who wrote various stories, but one of his most famous stories is James and the Giant Peach which um consists of uh, a kid living in a basically in a giant pit of a peach with these other creatures like a beetle and some other things and the weird thing about this is that the author actually wrote every single book so every single book he wrote ever in his life was based on every tragedy that happened in his own life which in itself seems very weird because i don't think anyone would want to write about their tragic life so what basically happened in his life was um his three sisters died when he was three and a few weeks later his dad just went mia and just left and then his mother was kind of forced to send him to a boarding school which uh kind of i think you could say messed him up because he didn't really have a normal experience in his lifetime so uh, yeah, and then um, later in life, his daughter, I think, supposedly died, which made him grow even more into insanity. I'm guessing you could say not really insanity, but just made him even more sad about his life, which I, you could say made him write books about his sad life, just mask into other things. And yeah, I'm going to be um, also... We're going to talk to Christina again about her opinion on this topic. So, Christina, what do you think about this topic? So, Christina, do you think it was a good idea for Raoul Dahl to write his about his tragic life in children's book, especially? Like, just in children's book? Obviously, that's not a good idea because of the fact that, like, under because the underlying mood of the book would be, like, tragedy. And the children, they kind of, like, subconsciously kind of register that. And it's sad. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You could say that too. Yeah, that sounds very, yeah. I don't get why he even wanted to write about children's, like, especially for children's book. What, like, just, it's like, it, you can tell it's masked, but why just, why write it for children's? You could write it for teens. That would be more interesting. Two hours later. So after talking to Christina very about that very interesting topic, we're going to take a break in between and talk about Grammarly, which can help you um, in your writing and it can help you 
with your spelling and tell you if kind of like word doc but just even better and yeah you can install it into your browser and if you're really bad at words or just english itself it can basically just help you in any way you want so yeah download grammarly it's also free and well not really free you can get a free trial if you want but yeah just download it it's awesome it, it helps me even with its pos- po- podcast <laughs> so yeah okay so moving on to the next topic which uh is about barrier well jm barrier is his name uh the author who wrote peter pan and the weird thing about this story is that he actually tried to impersonate his dead brother who died when he was six in a very tragic accident well ice skating accident he actually i think drowned to his death when he was uh when his brother was 10 and he was six and because of that he tried he was a kid obviously so he tried to impersonate his dead brother by wearing his clothes acting talking like him and just trying to relive his memory which is quite sad because he was a kid at the time when his brother died and just reading this article you can tell that he very much missed him and as he when he grew up he actually um he got married but he couldn't really have any kids so because of that, um, he befriended the neighbor's children, and he actually wrote Peter Pan just because of um, his, their uh, because of the child that he had befriended, and um, yeah, which is very sweet if you think about it. It's, it's not really as you would say weird, but then again, uh, you could say like just yeah. And but sadly, the child's uh, the next story child's parents also died, so he took custody of their children, and yeah, which is you could say it's a bittersweet ending, because he still got he still had chil- he still had children that he took care of, which is very sweet if you think about it. So Christina, what is your opinion on the last story of this podcast episode? Podcast episode. I think that it was really sad that his brother's life was cut short so sad that he couldn't let go and decided to impersonate his brother which is it's sad well thank you for your opinion i'm glad you came on this podcast show well, thank you all for joining me today and listening to the first episode of Literally Literate. I also want to thank Christina for being here in this episode and having her input on the topics shared today. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode, and I will see you next week. Thank you. Bye.